So getting stuck, finding other potential paths forward, that's just a common experience in the process of making things. I like to characterize the process of making a thing as, you know, you come from a kind of combination of intention and instinct, and that gets formed into a concept, and the concept gets further formed into it's a refined expression of the idea enough to then make it encounterable in the real world. It becomes words, it becomes music or song or a physical object, something interactive if you're coding, whatever the case is, you get to meet the work in its first expression, in its first manifestation kind of expression. And there's something about the process where I know with my quirks and what I like to to do the most or something, however I'm wired psychologically and, and my habits, that's when I sort of feel that hug, the warmth, the, the joy of, of meeting the thing. And then often <clears throat> I get lots of ideas about where I should go further. Or I already knew a pretty good idea where I should go further, but I don't. And this is a sort of, yeah, it's, a, it's a recurring thing. When you well, look back on the stuff you make, you get to sort of meet your own habits over and over and over. And I'm one who believes that you can reshape those things. So over time, with great frustration and annoyance at myself and everything, (laughs) I, I think of this as now my resistance of refinement. And, and in some ways, I experienced that this month. Hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger, and this is the Polytechnicast, and it's a place where I do some journaling about my creative experiences and, and the stuff I make. And you know, sometimes that that sometimes that's a making process in and of itself, where I'm trying to develop and explore and delve into and have. Um, you know, it's different when you put words out into the world because I want this to make sense. So it's not just in its sort of the abstract shapes and forms that that haunt my brain as clear as they may seem. And then they are intangible when I reach for them from time to time. It's becoming tangible. And that's why I do this practice of some journal podcasting, even though it's like, you know, there, there are useful things in this form that can become other things. And of course, you know, this, this is a counter getting back to my topic of well, resisting refinement and, and being aware and, and, and feeling great empathy for others who find themselves in different places and getting stuck and practicing coaching and helping people, you know, find their ways forward. Yet, well, that still is something that I need also. <laughs> Isn't that funny how you can do something for, for someone else, but then still need that yourself? So okay, I've encountered that general circumstance this month by embarking on the creative challenge called Art Sound Off. And that's a thing that, well, you probably, maybe you heard my cat. I have a couple cats actually. So if um, one of them who's 
a bit grumpy that a new cat has joined us made made that a really loud sound. I don't know if it's there in the audio. That's why I'm I'm just acknowledging it. Um, it's the the exchanges are peaceful. I, I always think of it as the older cat is just swearing like like a sailor, and just doesn't want to stop. Anyway, <clears throat> but in cat language, okay. Um, exploring. Um, using this creative challenge called Art Sound Off, which is something that I co-founded with my friend Jersey Trost. And, uh, well, we're just really into this journaling thing. We love encouraging others to do it as well. You have a chance, even if you don't share it, to just get more out of stuff that's in your head by bringing it out of your head and expressing it. That's really incredibly powerful. That that process in and of itself is is something that can help you navigate so many different creative blocks and challenges and grow your perspective and understanding, empathy for your own ways of looking at the world and finding others' points of view as well. It's incredibly useful. And, um, and even if you're, if you're talking about, oh, there's a tool that I thought of uh, trying to help me brainstorm or this new pencil that I like for sketching, any of it, it's great thought exploration. So I'm, I've been exploring this topic of UX as a mindset. So UX meaning user experience design. This is a very deep discipline that borrows from a pile of other disciplines and is put into use and, and employed in the world to help basically make products less frustrating overall. But you know, you know, over the course of my career, I have a lot of different experiences and insights in putting this um, the ideas of user experience design into use in a way that's holistic and systemic minded. And I've been exploring this for multiple years. How do I, where's my voice in this whole topic and how can I be of assistance to others with it? And so the, for some reason, the the topic of UX mindset really stood out and I explored it and I already talked about the, you know, introducing it and have, um, well, somewhere around 10 or 11 um, Polytechnicasts between five to 25 minutes long and, you know, all points in between, just taking different pieces of this, looking at the ideas and how do they meet people from different backgrounds and disciplines um, and, you know, just doing that exploration. Okay, so here I am doing that exploration and, you know, publishing... Um, I set my, my goal reasonable, but of course that's my public goal. My secret goals are always unreasonable. (laughs) That's my secret cap. I'm always unreasonable with myself. And I know that's not wise. It's, it's something that, that I continue to, to work through and deal with. Um, and I'm not someone who's a huge fan of, of, it's not like I'm trying to lie to the world. I know part of me knows like that's the more reasonable goal. Don't worry about anything else besides that. And I said, oh, you know, I'll do between five to 10 updates. I will try to make them videos and stuff like that. I really hoped that I would have gotten more than just one video done, but at least I did one and I'm, 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 I'm thankful and I appreciate that. Um, but in pursuing making the episodes partway along the way videos, I got stuck. 
<clears throat> I wasn't focusing on tapping into questions and voice and things to go explore and sharing that exploration. So I'm like, okay, I need to set aside the video, go back to the audio, and then continue the series. Got to a good point and started looking at sort of, you know, beyond that first batch of topics, I was looking at, well, kind of the next level, the harder stuff, things that I, I have lots of experience and I have I, and ideas for, but they were, honestly, it was a, it was a group of, mm, a mix of positive and negative things dealing with user experience design. And, and even though, you know, the topic of like, where can UX be misused? I somehow, that one doesn't block me at all. I've, I have navigated that enough times and have um, had enough conversations and stuff where it just wasn't a blocker for me. But then um, looking at different areas that have, well, stuff like why, why, what, what is it like to deal with an or, uh, large organizations and how they may have silos and how do you, um, you know, deal with maybe um, working to help change the culture when part of the organization really wants you to. It's not just something that you made up and went and tried and they're trying to, you know, essentially, you know, really puff out your cheeks and, and, and like you're going to blow out birthday candles and try to change the direction of the wind in the sky. That doesn't work. But when you have a lot of wind behind you and support in an organization, you can face conflicts. That, that, that can work. It's not easy and it may not work go the way you want, but like you got a chance. <clears throat> so, okay. I, you know, facing topics like that, I just, I've, I did a bunch of drafts and it, and it wasn't working. So here I am. I'm like, oh no, crap, I'm stuck. And then... <clears throat> I, I allowed myself to, to try to pick up and practice a few more times for some of the negative topics. And, it, and also there's like a lot of positivity in, the, in those topics too, like, like building collaborative trust. But then the idea of acknowledging there's a lot of complexity to collaborative trust. In a way, it's almost like, um, it's like you go going to an experience where you watch someone who is a magician that's, you know, they're trained illusionists. They, they're, they're, you know, they're there to fool you. You know what they're there for and all that stuff. That all enables them to do their job. And so like collaborative trust is like, so is, is, an, is, is enabled. It's like saying, I want to go watch a magician do a trick. Well, okay. You have someone who's professionally doing that. And then you pay them to do their thing that you wanted them to do. And that there's a want and a direction and a platform of like even the idea of professionalism, how people can come from, you know, different teams that may be compatible enough with trying new stuff and, and then engaging on some kind of, you know, intentional learning um, exploration, like a lot of the things I've facilitated, which, you know, doing, um, you know, workshops and sprints and stuff to help teams get a boost for um, you know, making some credible choices to get stuff underway or, and then to continue that learning. That's, that can seem like utter somehow incompatible stuff, depending on where you're from, whatever. Anyways, trying to characterize that, it was a good practice, but I didn't nail the explanation and I knew it. And, and, and I, and so there's a, I mean, there's like 10 of these different performances at least 
in that that I went through and I, I I did some transcription and I'm looking at the my key points and I'm thinking about that and and then I have a I'm at a crossroads where it's like well I did try I really put in a lot of effort to get these things out in the world and I'm not ready to yet it, it's just it's not ready it's not in a in a clear and polished enough state and I don't mean perfect I mean polished enough where it's not like I'm I'm hand waving and and I lost you in the explanation. The what I have, there's some stuff, there's potential, but it's not there yet. Anyway, and and that's that's kind of hard. So um what I did with that then was say, okay, now what? Where am I? And for some reason, and I've been sharing some of these updates with um you know, I'm, I'm, I am husband to Kate Shield Stenzinger and was sharing some of this stuff with Kate. And she's like, well, I mean, aren't you kind of doing this to, you know, write a book? Why don't you outline the book and see where you're at? So I did. It, you know, took another day or so to get the, the time in the work session to make that happen. And I'll be darned. I think that I have my sights on a cohesive and useful enough concept that I will use for other things. But this is a, in a way, it's like a course of learning experiences. It's like a com- combination of learning modules that could be added up to a semester or what have you. But in a way, like it also, I mean, it can be, it could form a book. So however you want to look at the volume of content, it's that rough sketchy kind of thing of the idea of UX mindset broken down into sections, um, exploring that from a variety of points of view that I feel and have a lot of experience with and a lot of connection to for, you know, designers and business and artists and engineers. Pitching the idea, coming up with, you know, and describing tools that, that can help you along the way. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go into, into the whole outline, but I thought, hmm, you know, if uh, this is actually a, uh, this is an interesting learning path. I think I have something. I wouldn't have had this if I didn't try the, this experience in art sound off this year, doing the journaling and saying, um, you know, well coming up with, so art sound off is the mechanism to say, Hey, I'm going to the gym a lot more this month than I normally would. And I'm doing that because I want to achieve this specific thing. And that's where I started out my series of posts this month is to say, well, this is what I'm trying to do. And in the background, it was like, <clears throat> yeah, it's for workshops and, and future articles and stuff. But then I, I think I've landed on something that is a decent concept for a book. And I've got the outline and I, and it just, I wouldn't have had it if I didn't explore this, the, you know, and, and, and try and, and, and share and see what happens when I did share those things along the way. And so that's, that's this, that's me living an example of saying, well, these concepts have to get out and expressed in the process of expressing them. They get clarified and refined enough and they can meet others and you see how they meet others and stuff like that. And then, then you can take that and, and go where you need or want to go next. And so I don't, there you go. I, I'm really, I'm thankful that, um, 
that Jersey and I started this, and I'm thankful that others have participated too. It's immensely encouraging, even though you're on slightly different journeys and paths, but to see others are going for this as well, it's, um, it feels good. You're not at the gym alone. And, you know, metaphorically, I'm, you know, cause maybe during a pandemic you should be at the gym alone. I don't know, but, um, this is, uh, you know, it's nice to see others are others, you know, pushing towards similar things, even though, even though they're not the same. So that, that was really encouraging. And I really appreciate that. And I may do another update or two throughout, you know, for art sound off, but we're getting close to the end of the month, super close. So this might be it. So thank you everyone else who has participated in, the, in this. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, the folks sharing questions and reactions along the way. If you have any thoughts about this, uh, this update, uh, reach out to me. I'm on the social networks as Rob Stenzinger all over the place, you know, Twitter, Facebook, you know, you know Facebook, it means we probably know each other, but like, you know, um, uh, Pinterest, no, not, nah, that's not a useful one. Well, it's very useful for some things, but not in this context. It'd be weird if I was like, hey, there's a DM from someone that's responding to the Polytechnicast on Pinterest. What? And it's from two years ago? What? Anyway, that's probably how that would go. But um, but Instagram, that would make a lot of sense too. Anyway, uh, email works. A lot less, lot less inbox ambiguity. You can reach me there, rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. And thank you very much for listening.